Fast Forward Productions. The women are speaking. What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of the One Broke Actress Podcast. An honest account of actor life plus a few lessons I learned in the process. This is your first time tuning into the podcast. Welcome. This series is called Working Actor Life, and this is something I realized we really needed to kind of keep up with the Joneses of it all to share what's going on with me, what's going on in the actor world. And I thought, who better to have this discussion with than the co-owner of the membership, my and her actor community, Gabrielle Benlas. She's an actor in Atlanta, and we have been friends now for a couple of years, and we started a business together this year with the community. And we realized that having these episodes where we occasionally just kind of shoot the shit and talk about what's going on in our acting career and what's coming up for us was really important. So today we're going to kind of talk about productivity versus self-care and finding time for both. And we also accidentally stumbled on the things that Gabrielle learned from doing a lot of -of out-of-town shoots what her creature comforts are, and kind of the line we both draw in needing a bathroom for trips. You know what I'm saying? This is a very real episode. So if you guys are into like question and answer only or tangible takeaways, I mean, you're going to find some of that in here, but this is also just us talking as friends. And I think you're going to learn a lot in the process. So if you have not yet checked out the membership on Instagram, please do. We have a wait list for the next time we open the doors. And in the meantime, please enjoy myself and Gabrielle Bindlas. I can't keep up with every single thing that we do. We are on it. It's a lot. And people should know when they tune in to listen to this that we just finished a like four-hour VIP meeting between the two. A four-hour VIP meeting that was supposed to end at five, but it's currently 4.52. And we are still working. So for everybody who thinks that we just sit pretty as actors and we don't work all these extra side hustles and we're not supposed to get extra money for our residuals. Like I'm here to tell you, Sam and I work our asses off and we still aren't making enough money for it. (laughs) What's enough money? I don't know what enough money is. I've yet to figure out what that number is. I don't know it. Oh, let me know what it is because whatever it is for you will be just fine for me here in Atlanta versus your LA costs. Honestly, (laughs) don't tempt a girl. Well, I think it's interesting too, because people think our schedules are like one thing and then they turn out to be another. And we're living in a world right now where it's like, there's the strike. We're recording this on the 2nd of August. So the writers are just noticing that like talking about going back to the table, but there's still nothing going on. It's fucking hot where we both live. We sent an email to our membership that was like, hey guys, we know you're kind of bored right now. And I think that's an interesting jumping off point of like, we could be bored, but instead what we just did was spend four hours working on our group program. Like if we didn't have that meeting, like what would you have been doing today? I think this is such an interesting topic. I'm obsessed with people's schedules. Okay. So I feel like on the last podcast, we talked about the actor side of what I would be doing. I talked about like trying out different hair and trying out different makeup. Without the actor stuff, What I would be doing is cleaning, walking the dogs, or doing some type of self-care because I feel like I used to not prioritize that. And I would be like, okay, what other business thing can I be doing? And I actually wasn't serving me. I wasn't feeling like as connected to all of my stuff. So anytime I have quote unquote free time, it would be something like that. Can I ask what self-care is for you? Because I feel like you're better at this than I am. So self-care for me if I had like my perfect self-care day, it would start out like this. Oh, I just woke up. What do I want to think about and be grateful for? I've closed my eyes, start with a gratitude list for whatever I'm grateful for in the day. 
get up, do some type of movement, whether that's a walk by myself. I don't look at my phone or some stretches or just like putting on my favorite music and dancing to it. I try to take at least an hour to an hour and a half before I even look at my phone, get a good breakfast in, take a look at the phone, check in with the stuff that I have to check in with. Otherwise, my brain's going to be going crazy. I won't be able to actually be present. So the have to list that like that 80-20 rule, right? Like 80% of your results comes from 20% of your efforts. So that 20% is what I would be doing. And then once that was knocked out, your girl would go ahead and make herself a massage appointment for the end of the day. And until then, I would do anything that pops into my brain at the moment. Because when I get quiet, my brain tells me things it actually wants. Hey, I'd love for you to take a nap. Or hey, I'd love for you to listen to that podcast that your friend recommended three weeks ago that you didn't listen to. Or, oh my God, the Doja Cat album's out. Let's listen to it and go on a walk and just give myself what I actually desire. I think that oftentimes we're like, we can't do that right now. We can't do that right now. We're constantly telling our desires no. So that would be part of my self-care day. Then I would get my massage. Then I would order food in and I would watch Sex in the City or Insecure or some type of female-led TV show or movie that makes me feel like I'm in my power, take a bath, and then go to sleep. We should do that tomorrow. Yeah, (laughs) with all of our time. What would your self-care day be, Sam? See, this is why I lean on you for this is because this is not my go-to. You know me. I'm like, what can I work? Say, but what you just said, though, like my go-to is what can I work on? How can I utilize this free time? Because I know I won't get it later, which is... I think a lot of actors like go to because we never know what our schedule might be like. But it would be beneficial for people to hear what your business go to is because you have a lot of businesses and you're able to decide between what makes the most sense with that quote unquote free time that you have. So how do you find out from the business side, you've got an open day, what do you do? Well, to be fair, when I know I have an open day, I've already filled it. So (laughs) So like I look at my, this is something I recently started because in our, actually like with the membership, we did the goal setting meeting and I was like, something I need to work on is my relationship with myself. And one of the things I wanted to do was like give myself time that had no work involved. Ironically, we're talking about this now, but like I have to schedule that time in my calendar or all calendar in my calendar, or I will let it get populated with other shit. I will be like, yeah, I'm available for that coffee or that meeting, or, oh, I can totally get some Patreon work done here or record a podcast by myself or whatever. So if I don't have it in my calendar, I won't do it. So I know in advance when I have time, as of like a couple weeks ago when I started this, I put Sam time in my calendar. Last week in my Sam time, I put in an audiobook and not a podcast because sometimes when I'm listening to podcasts, I'm working and sometimes not, right? Like Bravo podcasts and those kind of things are like my mental trash that I really like. And so those aren't always like workday things. I'm not listening to my clients' podcasts, but sometimes like an audiobook or something like that I put on. And I was sitting in the living room. My husband was reading because he he loves to read the news and he loves to read like I don't know. He does Wordle. He's like an old man. And he- I'm so glad you said it and I didn't say it because I was about to, but I was like, Gabrielle, you're being judgmental. Pull it back. No, he's still- I was like, you're the only person still playing Wordle. And he was so bummed because when we went camping, he lost his like 300 day streak or something because we didn't have Wi-Fi for two days. 300 days of Wordle? Oh, at least. At least. And then when we came back, he got- Two wordles in two weeks and one guess. I was like, you're too smart now. Yeah, sit with that I'm one. sorry. I'm just trying to think of anything that I've done 300 days in a row. The like commitment sleep? that he has. 
Yes. And you know what? This is great because you married the man who's very good at commitment, clearly. Yes. He can commit to Wordle just like he commits to you. <laughs> no, I found it. hundred dates? Yeah. Wow. I know. But he's allowed to, I think I've said this before on the podcast, but he asked, he would describe Wordle to me at one point, And I was like, listen, I can share your enthusiasm on like a few things a day. So I need you to know, like, do you want this to be one of them? And he was like, thought about it. And he goes, no. And I was like, okay, great. But then when you come home and tell me about your workout and your PR from your lift, I'm like, yeah, yes, you picked this one. Let's get excited for you about this one. I can't do it. And that's a podcast for a different day, how to communicate very well with your significant other. That bookmark that, add that sort of list of things to do because that is clear and open communication. And I love it. Yeah. We're both on top of that. We should talk about that at some point. Okay, but so while he's doing his Wordle and all of his shit, I was sitting there and I was listening and I was in my own world and the dogs were there and I pulled out my iPad and I started to sketch. This is something brand new. I know. I don't even think I've told you this. Wait, sketching? sketch like art? Sketch like, drawing. like you're yeah, an artist? Like with my, what? Like with my Apple Pencil. I'm like sketching. Now, the programs okay. I'm using right now are ones that are like outlines. So I don't know what I'm doing. I'm just trying to like learn. I'm sorry. The, the mute on my end is that I did not know this about this woman, and I have been talking to her for at least. I mean, I mean, if I'm if I'm guessing on a lower end, five hours a week. So how do you talk to somebody for five hours a week since January and not know that they're sketching? Like you're an artist now. I mean, I think this means that I don't do enough of it. Is what I'm getting. <laughs> I need something to do with my hands that I can be like a little passive with. And so these, I would have, if they were like, draw a dog, I'd be like, whoa, but like they're, these programs are so many cool programs for an iPad and it's where you can like outline and design and like things that give you tutorials and stuff. So I really enjoy those because then I'm just following along and thinking and I have like, I'm going to tell you this offline because I have like a secret like passion of this that like I want to take somewhere one day, but I'll, I'll close, I'll tell you when we wrap but, uh, but it's just something fun. And it was like a nice, it was like an, it was an hour, maybe an hour. And, you know, between then, like I had to go let the dogs out or go do my dish or whatever it was. Like, it's not like it was consecutive time necessarily, but it was like, that was my self-care was like turning off because sometimes some things that seem like self-care can seem like a lot of work to me. You know, I just want to call you out for two seconds. One, I asked how you're able to decipher between your business schedule and you went to your self-care schedule. But if we weren't on a podcast right now, your brain would have done the exact opposite. If you had had open time, it would have gone straight to your business mind. Any ideas to why that is? I think I was raised from a young age to think that like productivity is like what you offer. I think my dad was always working like hours and hours and hours and hours. And like my mom was like, we never had a babysitter. Very, very rarely did we have a babysitter growing up. Like three kids by yourself? Are you kidding? Like my parents were always working. And so like being still wasn't really like an encouraged option unless you were reading. The big exception to all the rules was reading, which I'm kind of grateful for today because now I'm a big reader. But like, yeah, you're a huge reader. Always, That's actually very yeah. easy for you. Yeah, I love reading. It's like, well, to be honest, like when I talked to you back in January, I don't even think you would have done that. I think you would have immediately gone to business and just like lapsed off of it. So one, kudos to you because the change is happening, even if it's just only happening in the mind. But if you feel like you equate productivity to worthiness, so if I'm productive, then I'm worthy. I would imagine once the listeners would want to ask this question, I'm sure that comes through in your acting world. How do you handle that? There's been a lot of work on that. That's such a good question. I have to make my own 
bar for what that is. I have to figure out very intensely what I need versus what someone else needs. So like the way I feel productive in acting cannot be booking a job because I mean, I don't, I'm like looking around right now and where are the jobs? Like where, where, where do jobs go? Like, there's nothing that I would, I would be feeling like, like a dirt bag right now if my productivity was based in booking. And honestly, I probably would not have made it this far in pursuing this career because I don't book that often. It's like not how this works. So I've had to really set my own goalposts as to like, I feel like I've progressed in this. I feel like I offer value and learn new in this way. And I know I always harken back to this, but like goal setting in my own career section in those meetings makes a world of difference because then I'm setting my own things and achieving them for myself instead of using someone else's, I was on set so I can post about it. It's so few and far between that like that's been like a whole process of unlearning. Tracks. So to be able to get out of making this productivity aside of like, I am a good actor because I was productive and did all the auditions. You set your own goals. So that way you would still feel productive to be a quote unquote good actor. And so now you're trying to translate that into your regular life and set goals for self-care so that you can get there. Well, and I'm, I'm really lucky because like I work so closely with people like you who you have done work in this business for long periods of time. Like you've been on set for more consecutive days than I have. And the things that you've learned, you've helped teach me. And you're like, listen, I got to have my creature comforts when I travel abroad for a job. And by the way, that means you have to know what your creature comforts are. So yeah. those, like those type of things that I would never have been locked into before. I'm like, oh, this makes so much sense. And like, you know, like, can you talk about that for a little bit? Like, cause we talked about it when you went to Puerto Rico to film for, was it two weeks? Yeah. For two and a half weeks. Yeah. I'd love to talk about that because I learned some things. Number one, when filming in Puerto Rico, make sure you have 3000 times checked your suitcase because sending something overseas is very expensive. We sent like a box, maybe this big. And I know if you're listening, you can't see me, but it's not a big box. Yeah. And it was $500 to send to me. <gasps> Three-day shipment, $500. So what was in, what was in the box? <laughs> in said box was foundation because your girl forgot foundation. Number one, you're thinking, oh, I'm going to be on set. They'll do my makeup. Yeah, they will. But you're not on set every single day for two and a half weeks. I forgot a bathing suit because if you don't know this story, I got a literally 24-hour call to be in Puerto Rico. Like got a call from my manager at 6 p.m. the night before. He said, GB, can you be in Puerto Rico tomorrow? I said, sure can. The next day I was on a plane at 12 o'clock in the afternoon to go to Puerto Rico. We were supposed to have a call that day and you text me the night before and you go, hey, can we reschedule? I think I'm going to Puerto Rico. And I was like, this bitch. Yeah. This normal for you? (laughs) She literally was because she also got that call earlier in the year when I went to Hawaii and she was like, I'm sorry. What? You're like, I don't like flying. And then you're like, I got to go. I got to go. I got to go. And I was like, what? You know what? Teach me. Not teach me away. So yeah, a foundation, a bikini. Oh, I forgot about my eye gels. My eye gels that I like to use. I had those scents. I had a candle sent over because I was thinking that the hotel we were staying at, a beautiful hotel, would have something from the gift shop that I could just grab. Well, the candles and stuff like that were actually not in the gift shop. So I didn't have anything to be able to like make it feel like my home in this space. My husband sent me over like a couple toiletries that I forgot. And then this one we might want to edit out of the podcast. 
but I had him send me my a dildo because it was like two and a half weeks and it just was not going to happen. So wait, I want to keep it in, but I understand if you want to take it out. No, I don't care if you should keep that in. Yes. <laughs> Self-pleasure is a thing and you should be doing it. Oh my God. A $500 dildo and candle. This is gold. Gold. <laughs> I told him that he had to pack it up in front of, of UPS as well, just so that they could like be open to the fact that a husband is sending his wife a dildo and we are all okay. Wait, did he do that? Yeah, of course he did. He's married to me. He knows that the other side would come with a giant feminist conversation. So just go ahead and do it. Okay, this is amazing. Please keep going. That's what I remember. I remember packing the most stuff. There's other stuff that was in that box as well. But yeah, $500 later, I got my package, which is actually very funny because in Puerto Rico, the place we were staying at had a package person that would watch for the packages, but less at eight o'clock. My package arrived at nine. So the response was, actually, we can't give you your package until tomorrow morning, but I needed to be on set the next day. I raised havoc because I'm Gabrielle Binloss, and that's just not okay for me that somebody else has the key there. And so they did find somebody that had the key. But what I thought about was other actors that might have actually had something in that box they needed for set the next day. And not feeling like you were in your power enough to be like, no, actually, I need that key now because you don't want to be a diva or whatever. And not yeah. being able to be set up. So like, lesson one, make sure you pass what you need to pack triple thousand times, check your suitcase. Lesson two, if you don't and you get it sent over, clarify the times and make sure that somebody's going to be available to give you your package. And lesson three, if they're not, stand in your power, get the shit you need to get so that you can be on set and don't worry about being a diva. You are filming mm-hmm. out of locations. You need to show up in your power every time. So now do you have like a go-to list of like, these are my comfort things that you know, like intrinsically, or how did you figure out what those things were to be like, I want this specific candle. Like that's, it's very specific. Yeah, it goes back to what you're saying of like trial and error at the house. So I'm very open about this. I have depression. I have anxiety. I've struggled with the two for a very long time. It's very severe for me. And I've also figured out that things affect me as far as sound and lighting. And so at my own house, we've tried out different types of lighting to help me feel more relaxed. And we've tried out different types of scents. Some scents give me a headache. Some scents make me feel more anxious. So that was a lot of trial and error things. So I just replicate Whatever I've found at my house, like I always have some sage around here in case I feel like I'm overwhelmed, I can clear the energy. I always have something to smell good once I've cleared the energy to be able to smell throughout the day. I always have some form of lighting. But when you get to a hotel room, you can either remove like there's things called hue bulbs bulbs, and put that hue bulb in your hotel room so you can control the lighting better. Or you can bring like a colored scarf to put over your lamps in your space. So that way that it's not always that fluorescent light if you don't want it. And then other than that, like creature comfort things, that also goes down to food for me, like what food is accessible so that I can keep my diet the way that I like to keep it because that impacts my gut health, which then impacts my anxiety and depression. Yeah. Wait, that's huge. I was talking, I had a coffee call with an actress yesterday and we were talking about her potentially taking on a job that would have her travel and stay somewhere for a month. And I was like, do you know if you would have your own bathroom? Because they're putting up all the actors in Airbnb because it was a non-union project. And I said, you should find out if you have your own bathroom. And she was like, yeah. And I was like, I don't know about you, but like, if I don't poop, I will feel horrific. And I am not great at a shared bathroom situation with brand new people. Like when I stayed at your house, I was like, this has been epic because I've gone to, I've pooped every single day. Like this is, it it is a fucking real, this is some real, like no pun intended. This is some real shit that like you don't talk about in terms of putting yourself on camera or putting yourself in situations where you're a little uncomfortable and like figuring out what your balance is and what you need. And like, nobody wants to be like, I need my own bathroom because I have to take a shit. But like, that is real. That is 
so real. I can't imagine trying to share a bathroom with people and then also trying to make sure that I shit at the same time. But so real. Good question for you to ask her. I think like if somebody was starting out and they're like, okay, well, I don't have my creature comforts because I haven't spent time doing it, but I just got books and I need to be on set. What do I do? My answer to you would be like, take a look around your house and think about the things that you would take for granted if they weren't there for you. Those are probably your creature comforts. And if you're looking around and you're thinking, oh man, I really need that. Or I really need that. If you can include in your suitcase, great. If you can't, what's another form of that? So like that example of a few light, I like to be able to control the lighting in my place. If I can't bring that few light without it getting destroyed on the plane, I'm going to bring a couple of scarves to be able to drape over the lamps in the space so I can still meet my like creature comforts of lighting, but in a way that works well for me. Because when you are filming for two and a half weeks in a totally different locale, you are going to be thrown every which way to be wherever you need to be. And that happiness, that, oh, I'm filming, I'm so excited, is going to last for about two or three days. And then it's going to be like, I'm here for work. I don't have my people here to like tell everything that's going on and to like calm down and to relax. So I am responsible for bringing my energy back down so I can perform tomorrow. And that's why those creature comforts have got to be there for that. Yeah. Ooh, see, okay, you're welcome, actors. This is a conversation you didn't know you needed. Like, this is... It's like self-care, but also what the fuck do you put in a bag for Puerto Rico with 24-hour notice? <laughs> if your self-care involves all of that, when you don't have that as an option, when you're in the middle of nowhere or maybe for our actors who have like very limited resources, what does self-care look like then? Everybody's going to get frustrated with me because they don't want to do the self-work on this. My self-care, if I had no money and nothing to be able to bring with me, would be breathing and affirmations. So I would be clear with what things do I need to be told while I'm down there? I'll tell you right now, my top ones would be, you are enough, you deserve this role, and everybody can't wait to see you perform. And I would spend time each day, the time that I had, saying that to myself on a loop with my eyes closed and fully trying to receive it. Even if that was three minutes, if that was 30 minutes, maybe I would end it with just breathing and closing my eyes and watching my breath. That to me would be the best way to fill your cup back up before you go and basically like pour it over to be able to be here for everybody else. When you say people don't want to do the work to be able to know this, what do you mean people don't want this to do the work? This is the work I, I want to do. do the work. <laughs> <laughs> I, you know, I related to a yoga class. It's like everybody's like, yoga's cute. Yoga's cool. I want to do yoga. They go to one yoga class and I hear the same thing every time. It was hard. And it's not necessarily the physical. Like, yes, the yoga class can be physically hard, but what's hard is that you're having to sit with your thoughts and do something about it. And that is the work people don't want to do. Nobody wants to close their eyes and be like, okay, what do I need to hear in this moment? And then all of their business stuff comes in and then they go to that. You have to be disciplined and you have to constantly choose yourself and say like, this business stuff doesn't matter. What do I need to hear in this moment? And that's really hard. We live in a society that doesn't tell us that prioritizing self is important. It's prioritizing what everybody else needs and we follow suit. Sam's I'm taking it in right now if you can't watch the video because- I'm getting a little preachy and I get real passionate about it. And she knows it's also directed towards her, but I love her uh -huh. so much. <laughs> no, I'm trying to like take it in and like feel like, what are my follow-up questions to like, how can I do this? Because I know it's probably also someone else's issue because, well, what you just said too is like comes back to the crux of, I think what a lot of us deal with, which is as an actor, what makes me worthy? And you just saying like, I am already enough. No outside force tells us that. Because one, I can't sell you anything if you think you're enough. I can't, you know, fix you. 
I can't persuade you. I can't like the internet's never going to tell you enough because then they have to stop selling you shit. And like people aren't going to tell you enough because like then what if you unfollow and just like go sit by yourself quietly? So it's like the constant crux of, yeah, I want to be a great actor and like take this acting class and book these things and do that. But like you're enough. But then it's like, if I accept that I'm enough, am I lazy? Am I being unproductive? Mm. Like that's the push pull that I think a lot of us feel. Yeah. I think that's so real to be like, okay, well, now that I'm saying I'm enough, it's here, like I'm what's not compromising. It's like stagnation. Yes. That's the issue is if I say I'm enough, am I being complacent? And then if I'm Mm. being complacent, does that mean that I won't move forward anywhere else? And then if I don't move forward anywhere else, does that mean that I am going to make it as an actor or not? And I'm sure that that's what that spiral is every single time. Nailed it. Yeah. So I think that the spiral that nobody wants to like try to sit with because it's harder is if I am enough, then I can be complacent, which means I can trust where I'm at right now and know that my timing is going to come because I am enough. And then you cycle it again. If I am enough, then I can be complacent because I can trust my timing and know that everything's coming because I am enough. You have to revert and say that over and over and over again until you falsely believe it. Even if you're like, whatever, I did it because Gabrielle said it and it's not really working. Keep doing it. And I bet you it will work. Okay. Okay, Sam, what do you want to fix about me? I'm ready. This is in my therapy session. Thank you guys. Thank you guys so much for attending. I get the help and you get to watch. Welcome to my selfish helpline. (laughs) It's a great relationship because Sam loves getting activities for her to do off her to-do list. And I love telling people what to do. It's fantastic. I mean, I would say, actually, it's funny because we just finished a whole meeting where I was like just talking and you were taking notes the entire time. So I think it goes. I love to take notes. I will take notes all day. But you know me. If somebody tries to tell me what to do, I'm like, excuse me, who do you think you are? They have to be able to code it very, very well because you can tell me what to do and I won't even notice. I'm like, oh, fantastic. This sounds like a great idea. You know what's so funny? And we can wrap up with this because it's hilarious that you say that. So in college, I did a musical one time and I'm not a singer. I cannot sing. I cannot dance. We did a musical. We did, you have to audition for everything in college. Like technically you do like one big audition for everything. And I got cast in a musical and I was like, what the fuck? Like, what? what is Stacy thinking? And so this professor called me into her office. She's like, I want to talk to you about the role because I created this for you. It's a play that runs as it is. But she was like, I wanted a director to be on the sidelines and to be like directing it. And then occasionally we won't have a role and you'll just have to come in and like fill in the role for that time and then come out. And like, also she wanted it to be kind of performancey. So we start in this one theater where people thought it was going to be, and I have to guide them out of that theater and take them to the actual place where the play is happening. And like, it was really cool, super like college artsy shit, super fun. And I did, I mean, I was saying obviously, but like I sang kind of quietly because I didn't want to ruin anything. And she called me into her office and I was like, why Stacy? Like what? Like, I can't, I'm not going to be in a musical. She was like, no, I invented this role for you because, and I mean this in the best way, but you're very good at telling people what to do without them realizing it. And this is how One Broke Actress came to be. (laughs) (laughs) That is essentially what you have been doing, but you code it with, I've done this, so don't make this mistake. And everyone's like, okay, I'll follow along because you are very good at telling people what to do without it coming off as like, I'm telling you what to do. 
I mean, I don't, I'm so good at it. I don't even know I'm doing it, I guess. Like, I just, she was like, you're like kind of bossy, but people really like it. And I was like, I, sure. Like, the, put that on my greatest <laughs> stone. I don't know. <laughs> Sam Valentine. She was bossy, but we liked it. <laughs> but we, I like it better. Sam Valentine. She was bossy, but we're here for it. There it is. <laughs> That's the next podcast iteration. Okay, you and I have some questions to answer for my Patreon and for your TikTok. So we should wrap this up. You guys, Gabrielle's linked in the show notes. She'll be with us every single month for one of these like working actor catch-up podcasts. If there's something specifically you want to ask us, drop it in a comment on the membership or something like that. We'll like pull it for our next podcast. I would love that. If this intrigues you, you should join the waitlist for the membership because we just had a big meeting. We got a lot of stuff planned. It's going to be great. Or if you want free content, just stick around here. Whatever. <laughs> we're always going to give away free content because we're still working on being worthy in that. There. Yep. <laughs> yep. And you're worthy. We don't have to sell you anything. So like, whatever. <laughs> yep. There you go. <laughs> Thanks, Gabrielle. You're the best. I love you. You're welcome. Love you. Bye. Bye.